This is Journey Week on Amplify Ambition. I decided to put together the stories of several women that have inspired me, but also have grown their business their own way. The road to entrepreneurship is not one size fits all. Not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, to be a coach, to be a service for provider, or even to work in the online space. And so I wanted to bring together some amazing women. You can hear their story. You can definitely learn from them. But I also want to make sure you know that your journey in entrepreneurship, again, it's not one size fits all. And you have to do what works for you and your life and your own personal growth journey on top of the type of business you decide to run. So I hope you enjoy these four stories over the next four days. This is Journey Week on Amplify Ambition. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify Ambition. I'm excited for today's guest and a little backstory. So I do hand select my guests and reach out to people. And I've been following Dee at Pink Leaf Consulting for quite some time. Um, and when I went out to like to reach out to say like, hey, want to be on my podcast? I realized that we'd actually never had like a conversation in the DMs. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so awkward because now I'm coming in like the cold pitch DM person to a marketing person <laughs> of all things. So long story short, she said yes and thank God for it. And I'm so excited to welcome to the show Dee from Pink Leaf Consulting. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So before we dive into the work that you do and what got you started, I built my brand being a multi-passionate coach and being a multi-passionate myself. So I want to know what is that cause you really care about or this thing that's really important to you that's not necessarily on brand with the pink and gray that we see for Pink Leaf. I have to say childhood literacy. Um, that's something that I feel very strongly about. And it's something that, you know, I give my time to. My daughter is a first grade teacher. And so I definitely have enjoyed going into the classroom for reading hour to read to the kids. I just understand that being able to read and obtain knowledge um, unlocks so much for our kids. So I'd have to say childhood literacy. And so while that has nothing to do with marketing or business consulting, one of the ways that Pink Leaf Consulting will spearhead an initiative with this is that we, starting next year, will have an initiative that gets books in the hands of elementary school children um, for their homes. That's awesome. Um, it, it's so important. So I'm the daughter of two teachers. So I love that, you know, you're you're starting there. And that's the truth, right? If we we take a lot of our literacy for granted, um, mm-hmm. especially as adults running businesses. We're like, well, of course I can read. But like, imagine if you couldn't read the fine print on that contract or even read the caption on social media um, to decide to follow or not follow someone as well. So I love that you are, you know, supporting these children, um, getting these books into their homes because a lot of times they don't even have someone to bring them to the library. So getting it into their homes so they can develop that habit and create the life that they want as well. So that's such a great thing. And thank you for, for giving back, you know, not just your resources and your business, but also your time with those children too. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. It's the highlight of my day when I, when I do do things like that. Yeah. Um, again, as a daughter of educators, like it's making me smile. So I, <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> uh, you know, obviously I grew up hearing how important education is and obviously believe it for myself um, as well. But for you to, again, not just your resources, but also your time, I believe that's when you, you know, it's truly um, a passion is when you're giving your time to. So let's transition into what you do. Um, what got you started? Who do you serve? Just, just give us a full background on you. So I started Pink Leaf Consulting in April of 2019 uh, after at that time, 24 years in sales and marketing. And it was through my position as director of sales and marketing that I came in contact with so many small businesses that may have had an awesome product or service, but they just were doing business the wrong way. And I use ear quotes, you know, when I say that, but things like not following up, things like not coming prepared, things like being late, um, things like just not showing their best selves when they would present, you know, for these, these meetings and things. And I didn't even know it at the time. So I know people always ask, well, how'd you get started? You know, did you always want to do this? And the true answer is it found me. I had no idea that I was supposed to be doing this work. God knew clearly because the, my path for the past 26 years has been putting me in front of the right people, teaching me the skills that I would need to now teach but I truly had no idea. I just thought that I was building and forging relationships, you know, for the position that I had and honestly helping businesses not have the same experiences when they, when they go to other places and people wouldn't tell them the things that I would tell them. You know, many times people aren't going to pull you aside and say, why'd you show up without a business card? Many times people are going to say, don't forget to follow up because that reflects poorly on you. People aren't going to have those conversations with business owners. And so I feel like God gave me that platform to help me elevate small businesses. And that's kind of where it began for me. And so right now, what we do is I help introverted women um, in service-driven businesses that are burnt out using Instagram because uh, it's a little bit out of alignment for our personalities as introverts. And so they're showing up, they're doing all the things, they uh, don't really know what else to do on their own and they're ready to give up most times. So I work with them to create strategies that fit their personality and help them show up as their most authentic selves, which in turn helps them be more consistent and close more sales. Yeah, absolutely. So in, case, <laughs> in case anyone was wondering why I was like, tell me more. Um, you know, I just I think it's so important. I think you know the the online space, especially in kind of what we've seen in 2020 and early 2021, is that it's very much geared towards extroverts, enneagram type threes, disc people, DIs. Like you just have to be this extreme people person and. The truth is most entrepreneurs, most leaders are actually introverts. And obviously everyone's going to be like, I'm an ambivert because blah, blah, blah. No, you're either an introvert, extrovert, just pick one, be honest. Um, <laughs> but recognizing, okay, hey, I do need to speak my truth. I do need to come across in a way that, that lands with my audience so that they will come and pay me, but doing it in a way that you're not stuck on a hamster wheel and so exhausted that you say, I'm going to quit my business instead. So I love that you focus on serving those, those introverts who are like, I have goals, but I also need to be realistic in how my energy is spent and then helping them to, to customize those strategies. Because when you know what works for you, then you mm -hmm. are going to be excited to, to keep going. That's what makes your business sustainable. It's not just being 
smart on one topic um, or memorizing some strategy, but also doing it in a way that fits your lifestyle and benefits you as well, right? Um, so, so thank you for, for the work that you do and for focusing on those introverts that a lot of times kind of get overwhelmed by the way this online space has decided we're all supposed to be. Yeah, and I think too, a lot of times people would just assume that introverts are shy and that we're timid and that, you know, we cannot or would not want to be in leadership roles. Um, and that's just not the case. So too, on the consumer side or even on the B2B side, just showing people, yes, you know, these businesses are introverts, but, you know, we have attributes that make us great, you know, leaders and great business owners, you know, the, the thinking, you know, there are things that will be thought through from A to Z, almost everything, probably overthought. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, also the listening skill, and I talk to my introverts a lot about that because sales is about listening. And so when you are an avid listener and you really listen to understand and not just listen to respond, that's a skill that they have automatically. So that is something else that makes them great business owners and great leaders. So really just educating others as well about introverts at the same time. Yes. Um love love all of that so that and i think that's something for us to, to recognize as well um most lawyers most teachers most pastors so people that were used to being these big talkers nonstop, are actually um i think it's like 80 percent of those those professions are actually introverts so mm -hmm. if you you know if you're a numbers person you want statistics literally like these people that are always um, transforming lives on the biggest way that we can imagine are really introverts as well. And so I like that you're also educating uh, that being an introvert is where your energy comes from. It has nothing to do with if you're shy or quiet at all um, Absolutely. as well. All right. So you said you started your business in, in 2019, but also even in those beginning stages, you kind of kept saying, and what other people always assume, right? Like when I grew up, I want to be an entrepreneur said, almost no one ever um at least over the age of 30 i'm gonna say that wasn't our goals when we grew up i think younger generations might think differently now um mm -hmm. but you know what what was it that really said okay i have to take this leap i have to listen to god and where he's guiding me um and really step out you know in faith to, to make the choice of where you are and really become that entrepreneur in comparison to just staying in corporate America continuing the marketing um, work that you do in that arena? Honestly, God really moved me into a state of uncomfortability that I could not ignore. Um, <laughs> and that's just, you know, the, the most honest, you know, answer that I can give. So I started hosting these cohorts um, for five or six small business owners and they became this monthly thing. And each month they would show up with business questions and questions about sales and questions about marketing. And I would just answer them, you know, over happy hour, we would just be getting to know each other and having a good time. And it was actually through that, that I kind of said, oh my gosh, maybe this is supposed to be something. And then, like I said, reflecting on all the years and all the small business relationships, um, you know, I ran it past a couple of people and people were like, oh, are you kidding? You should have done that a long time ago. You know, everyone knew that this was a great idea. I was the only person that I was left in the dark. And so I, I said, okay, let's do it. You know, I, I did my research. I still at that time wasn't really sure, you know, how I would niche down. Um, but 
April 24th of 2019, I said, you know, we're going to do this. And that was the day that I created my exit strategy from corporate. Um, and that was hard because I loved my job. I loved the work. Um, the people are a different story and we know how that works. A lot of times that's the reason that people, you know, leave good jobs anyway. Most of but the I was time. <laughs> most of the time. Um, but I was doing exactly what I had been doing the past 26 years. You know, I was in sales and marketing and I had developed talent. And I think how they say hindsight is 2020. I really began to look at my career in hospitality as the stepping stones to, to Pink Leaf Consulting, because for the life of me, I never understood why the heck I was still there all those years. <laughs> so that's kind of how that went. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that you said everyone knew except for you. Um, I think a lot of us have, you know, two extremes of that. We're like, you're the only one with this dream and everyone around you is questioning what's wrong with you or everyone else sees the path that you're supposed to be on except you. Like we always have one of those two extreme <laughs> stories. And I'm like, where comes the people with like, I mean, I'm sure there's like two out there, but it's like, I have a dream and everyone supports my dream and woohoo, I'm awesome. Uh, but it, it's so hard to find that point of what, us realizing what everyone else sees in us to see it in ourselves. Or again, you might see that vision for yourself and everyone around you is looking at you like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. And so, you know, finding that place and getting to that place um, mentally, physically, spiritually, and even financially, because it's hard to leave a corporate job that you've been doing well in and then do something new that doesn't come with guaranteed healthcare um, or guaranteed <laughs> paycheck even. So the healthcare in America is the, the one thing that I'm like, oh, let's talk about it. Um, uh -huh. But so recognizing that, you know, as difficult as it might seem um, that you did it, but I, even before that you were like, well, I was doing this thing. So you were small group coaching over happy hour, which makes everyone happy for how long before you were like five years, five years, so like all these people out here trying to build small group programs, just just saying, um, you, you could have been a billionaire teaching everyone else how to do it. That's okay. You got there eventually, but also recognizing that what made those things successful is the heart, the drive, the, the passion behind it, and not just doing something for the quick dollar. And I think that's the, the biggest difference between people who make it in their business and truly are sustainable. Um, one, you do have to charge a dollar. So I'm glad you're there now um, more than that, <laughs> but also have doing it for the right reasons with the right intentions of like, what wisdom do I have that I can share to you and make mm -hmm. sure that you are getting where you need to be. Um, and now you are asking for a couple of dollars to, to go along with it. And I think, you know, although it took you a long time to make it to that place, like that's what makes me know, like you're in it for the right reasons um, as well. So kudos to you for, for taking the leap as scary as it might seem. And like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. but even that, that leap forward, I think is scarier than anything else. So you've done it, you've made it. And now almost two years later, like how's business going? What do you teach people? What are all the tips and tricks that I can get out of you um, and share with my audience as well? So I teach people how to market on the Instagram platform. You know, the first thing we talk about is brand, um, because even before you find 
who you're here to serve. You have to find who you are. And I think through the branding process, a lot of business owners actually find themselves too, because there's not many times where you have to really sit and reflect about how, the, how intentional you, know, you will be uh, about your business. So you know, we look at branding a little bit. Target audience is my jam, you know, helping people find their people, um, spend a ton of time on that because really that's what it's about. You know, when you find out who you're here to serve and you really dig into who they are at their core, you can sell to them by serving them because you understand what their needs are. Um, a lot of my people are uncomfortable selling because they don't wanna feel salesy. But when you, again, do the work to know who your people are, you're never going to feel salesy because you're not you know, trying to sell them something that they have no need for. You're understanding their needs, their desires, their aspirations, and then you're actually doing the market research to see what the market calls for, right? We talk about marketing being about supply and demand. So I teach my people never to create in the dark because you can come up with something beautiful and shiny and amazing and bring it to market, but you didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> so now it's sitting exactly where it's been. So, you know, a, a huge part, just teaching them the basics of marketing, teaching them about marketing being a long game. And even though, you know, my people are multi-passionate, you can't squirrel and, you know, reach your hand out and grab every single brilliant, because a lot of ideas are brilliant. You can't reach out and grab every single brilliant idea just because you didn't do the work for that first brilliant idea to see it through the end of your marketing strategy. So just teaching them about being intentional, teaching them about strategy and actually developing uh, marketing strategies and content strategies for Instagram together that can be repurposed and repeated. I think it's the most important part out of all yeah. of it, that, that they learn the framework and they can do it each time and measure afterwards to see, did this work for me or did it not? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing about the entrep entrepreneurial brain, especially if it belongs to a woman, is that we are just excellent at complicating. Two plus two will be like, well, the square root of blah, 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 blah. Like, no, just two plus two is four. Like, so right. complicated. But I feel like, it, you know, when you take that genius type of brain of, hey, this is the transformation I can provide my clients. But all of a sudden, when it comes to marketing, we're like, here's this crazy formula. And you're like, no, I love that you said, in terms of branding, you have to know yourself and then know your audience and who you're speaking to um, mm -hmm. and then develop that strategy that's going to work for you. Um, mm -hmm. And so often we're ready to literally make it, you know, trigonometry type of a math problem um, instead of just saying, okay, this is how it, how it works. This is how I can get to where I want to be by knowing who I am knowing who I can sell, um, serve, and then sell them the thing that they actually need because that's what they need, not mm -hmm. selling them a horse when they live in downtown Manhattan and not selling them a sky rise building if they live like the middle of Idaho, like just recognizing who it is that you're going to serve. And I'm picking really awesome and off topic products, but like, I know most of your people are service providers, but again, recognizing what fits, um, and who you want to serve. I think that's another thing that we're so quick to 
skip over. Like, yes, what I do can work for anyone who wants to listen to me, but I don't necessarily care to serve the 65-year-old white man because there's already 70 older white male leadership speakers and coaches out there. So not going to go to those five people, whatever that reason, you know, might be as well. But I love that you're saying know yourself and then know your audience as the foundation of all of that. Yeah. And what I'll say, I, I find that, and, and a lot of us are guilty of it. I'm guilty of it too. Starting out, you're looking for people who will pay you, right? Yeah. So millionaires. <laughs> So more importantly, at that point in time, the right person, it's about, okay, someone wants to pay me and I need to make money in my business. And I think that when you get to a point where you're like, okay, this either isn't working or I'm working far harder than I should be, or I'm really not having fun working with this type of person or these type of people where you come to say, okay, maybe something else needs to happen here. And that's kind of where that target audience conversation is inserted. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of layers um, to that, but for us to definitely simplify and hone in on who that is. Um, I would love to serve millionaires, but I don't really have that experience right now. I'm getting there. Don't don't worry, guys. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> but recognizing, like, okay, who can I serve, um, and what's that price point of someone who is also going to be able to pay me. So I can't charge a million dollars, mostly because I'm not Tony Robbins. And right now he's the only coach out there charging a million dollars per person, but also mm-hmm. like, what it, what is it that I can provide? What is it that I can do? Um, and being really intentional. I love that you said that. You said that a couple of times already of, of taking that time to say, okay, this is where I'm going and this is how um, I want to get there. I'm not going to ask a thousand dollars from a six-year-old. Um, and so recognizing what, what makes sense for where I am in my business, how I can serve and what my client can also afford to pay me. Now I'm not saying chop your rates in half and start charging five bucks to everyone either, but again, being, being honest about what that looks like for you in your business as well. And that's positioning, right? Because as you develop your offers, when you're positioning your offer, you're going to do that work to understand who is the person that this is made for. So like my offers, I'm not going to make my offers for someone just starting their business and they just got their EIN and bank account because you're probably not going to have $2,500 right now to invest in your, maybe you do, you know, some people are proactive in that way. But, you know, my people have been in business one to three years. So they've already gone through, I've sold some things. I I like it. I just don't like what the business is doing to me (laughs) right now. So my people are at a point of convergence where they know, okay, something has to give. I don't know what that thing is, but this ain't it. And, and recognizing that I think is the hardest part to acknowledge within ourselves, um, yeah. but also saying, you know, okay, let me go find the solution to my problem um, as well. And so exactly that, you know, your target audience is someone who's been doing this for some time, but she also is like, okay, like what, what makes this sustainable in my business? Because maybe she did all those cold DMs and like, that's because she was told to do that. Uh, but now she's recognizing, you know, what does or does not work for me, what will or will not serve me in the long term as well. So I love that. Absolutely. So 
one of you you started your business in April 2019 and I joined the online space in, in 2019 specifically for the online space. We've been coaching for a while, but I have seen marketing from 2019 to marketing in 2020 and the shift of marketing in 2021 might be the nicest way that I can say it. So from someone who was an actual professional in this, in the marketing space, let's talk about that trend and transition and where you think this industry, the online industry is heading, but specifically how marketing is going to work as this year 2021 wraps up and 2022 begins. Like I can only imagine it getting flipped on its head just one more time or two or three. <laughs> so, you know, the, the one thing that I love most about marketing is that it's dynamic, right? Marketing is never going to be static. When I think back of even when I started in sales and marketing, you know, there was phone books and there were $10,000 billboards that you had to purchase in hope, you know, a hope and a prayer that someone would actually see it. So even having been in the space from then into now, uh, it's changed so drastically. And I, when I first started coaching pre-COVID, obviously 2019, I was seeing people in person too. So, and I had done in-person marketing and sales my whole life. So that's what I knew. What I will say is coming online was so different because people don't know that you are who you say you are, right? People can't look into your eyes and see that sparkle when you talk about that thing that you do, or you can't show them or, or, or show that passion. You know, I'm a hand talker, so you can't see my hands flying around, you know, as I'm talking. So I, I would say video, as we know, as we see all the platforms that we're on, you know, is the number one thing in marketing because it helps people see the most authentic you that exists without touching you, being there, you know, in your space. Um, so, and that's one of the reasons that we work on, you know, video, we work on reels, we work on live, we work on IGTV and stories because other, other than being able to show people who you are when you're marketing them to them, you're just another handle, right? It helps you show your people who you are at your core. And it helps you show your people what you know to build the know, like, trust factor. So I think that, and, I, and obviously every marketing person thinks or knows based on trends that, you know, video is what it is. So if you are not using video in your strategies, I suggest you dust off the camera, get a little lip gloss and a head wrap if it's not hair day. <laughs> get it queued up. <laughs> Yeah, figure out, you know, that's why hats were invented, hats, scarves, whatever you got to do, make it work. Mm -hmm. um, thank God for IG filters, because I couldn't tell you the last time I intentionally put on makeup and does work from home life. Um, and so you just slap on a filter. And I'm not talking about, I, I do sometimes change my eye color because I think it's funny, um, but really just the ones that make it look like I put some moisturizer on my face, like basic type of things um, as well, but say what you need to say. And I think that's the most important thing is for people to hear your truth. Um, they can read it in a caption, but um, there's something about it actually being your words um, coming out from like your actual voice box, just as much as like you said, that video, because a lot of things they can hear it in your tone, but they might not understand the video gives you the, and I'm making the hand gestures, even though like <laughs> it doesn't matter, like no one can see me, um, but those hand gestures, the, 
the face twitch, eye roll, mouth, whatever kind of things that you do when you're speaking um, as well, like that lands and people will under understand what you're saying and where it's going for them to say, all right, this is for me. I love podcasting. Um, and I, that's definitely like my element. And I've thought about other things and still come back to podcasting. Mm -hmm. But I do know that hearing, seeing, right, it's the combination of all these things, tactile, but people are still scared of this pandemic, you know, is what really helps with the transformation and getting people where they want to be in their life and in their business with their weight journey, their health journey, their wealth journey, uh, you know, all these different things out here. But obviously, marketing is a huge piece of, of all of that. So yes to the video absolutely and recognizing this is what what works and i i will say as someone so i've had this podcast over a year now and i grew up a singer so i literally hate the sound of my voice on playback because i had voice coaches critiquing my entire life and so not that like and i'm not even singing on my podcast i'm talking but I understand for people who are like, oh, I feel awkward on video. Oh, I feel this on video. Trust me as a podcaster, I hate the sound of my voice. So I totally understand any internal struggle that's happening. And I will still say, get over yourself because the message you have to share is way, way, way more important than the face you make. And like I said, slap on a filter if your makeup didn't come out right. Or like Dee said, put your hair up, put, you know, scarf on your hair, hat on your head, whatever you got to do if it's not a hair day as well. But like get out of your own way so that you can make a bigger impact in this world and start changing lives. Yeah. We say less ego, more service. And that's a big part of it because once I realized that the reason I wasn't showing up on live video was my own little ego on my, on my shoulder, we got rid of him, tucked him in a drawer. And I was like, oh, okay. And you know, it's been great since then, but it wasn't until I realized that it was not about me at all, that it was actually about the people that I'm here to serve, that I was able to do that and show up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, just going back to realizing like, it is not about you you were put on this earth to serve and make a difference, like go make that difference. And yeah. literally no one cares what you actually look like if you are helping them create a better life for themselves. Like you could look like Shrek and even Shrek found someone in the end. So like, it's totally fine. And my guess is you're all human and don't look like Shrek anyway. So you'll be fine. But I love that. And thank you for sharing that insight on on video. I already know you're like, no cold DMs. Um, you don't believe in a lot of these uh, sleazy tactics. And I like yeah. that you help your clients develop the customized strategies that work for them, that fit their lifestyle, and that get them excited to stay in their business. So if people are saying, all right, this is what I need. Where do I go? How can they find you? How can they connect with you? What's a good starting point for them to understand if you're the right coach for them? I spend the majority of my time online on Instagram. So I am on Instagram at Pink Leaf Consulting. I am also on Facebook and via the web at www.pinkleafconsulting.com. 
Awesome. I will drop those links in the show notes. Um, like I said, I was stalking you on Instagram for so long. I didn't even realize we had not actually spoken um, when I first reached out to you, but you definitely dropped some phenomenal wisdom for people. Um, and you do it in a way that is inspiring. It's not about the pain points or making them feel guilty. You're like, Hey, I get it. We've all been there. Go do it anyways. <laughs> go make exactly. it happen and make a difference uh, in the world. So thank you so much for sharing not only your journey in, in your business and getting your business to where it is, but also how you help your clients to create the success that they want in their business as well. Um, so thank you so much for hanging out today. And thank you for having me. Are you searching for a simple way to run your business sustainably as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to learn about upcoming workshops or speaking events and to work with me directly. I'll teach you my methodology for applying psychology to your business strategy without the cookie cutter tactics so you can avoid burnout and confidently step into leadership and own your expertise. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Coach Keds. Now go the extra mile and even leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.